fuck. I don't know. Satan made me buy all the ghost albums. Sitting around with time to kill. If we don't do it, then no one will. Our eyes are cold, our thoughts are old. Fifteen minutes till we lose control. You are now listening to Music, the lifeblood. Generation behind. Going nowhere is just fine. Maybe tonight's the night we die. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Music the Lightblood, where we always like to do something old, something new. I'm your very humble host, Dustin. This week, something old, well, not really old, but we're discussing Ghost. Hot on the hills of their Pope Star EP, we chat all things ghouly and satanerific. This week, something new. Again, we bow at the altar of Music the Lifeblood's favorite Midwestern death metal band, Legion. Legion. You can find Legion on Facebook at Legion Death Metal and go buy all their albums from the Dark Horizon Records Bandcamp at darkhorizon.bandcamp.com. Later, we'll have our ears savaged by a ripper called Ruse, but first, off their Of One album, this is Legion with The Change.
Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to another episode of music, The Lifeblood, Hardcore Carter. What are we talking about? Ghost BC. <laughs> Did you actually say the BC? Yeah, I had to. It's, it's a legal thing, apparently. Is it? I thought they changed it. I thought it got fixed. I don't know. All my internet searches freaking brought up Ghost BC, so I figured I'll go with it. So Okay, we'll just ride with it. I always say just Ghost. I just say Ghost. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's easier, and it makes a lot more sense, because does anybody know about the... The other ghost that uh, caused him to have the BC, I don't, I mean, I don't. Yeah, no one does. They could be like a Jimmy Buffett cover band for all I know, but I mean, yeah. whatever the case is. Well, anyway, before we jump into the meat of the show, a couple things. Obviously, most of the music the Lightblood listeners are going to recognize Hardcore Carter. He's the singer of Down to This. He's also got a new uh, project called Solar Sailor that I think everybody should check out. Hardcore Community Titan, I guess, is the best way to sum up John Carter. He's been on the show before. He contributes every now and then. And he's stepping into the co-host spot for an episode for us whilst, you know, the men of Music the Lifeblood are very busy people. So sometimes we can't always get schedules to line up. So Hardcore Carter filling in in the clutch. Yes, yes. All right. Before we jump into things, I want to remind everyone, www.patreon.com backslash Music the Lifeblood. Go check it out. You can be a crowd funder for the podcast and the YouTube channel. You got all kinds of options. One dollar, five, ten, twenty, fifty, a hundred, five hundred. If you go with just a simple five dollar package, you get some bumper stickers, there's some buttons. If you do the ten dollar package, you get all kinds of different stuff, all the way up to handwritten lyric sheets. And if you do the five hundred dollar package, you get to spend the evening with myself and Big Jake here in Indianapolis. Ooh. So, yeah, lots of good stuff. Free piggyback rides from Jake for that one. Yeah, and he's got a strong back, so he's... I think it's, it's it's legit. Right. Big Jake power squats 5 million pounds. I think the real question is, Hardcore Carter. Yes, sir. Are you a fan of Ghost? I am an admirer from afar. Um, it's a mutual, like a... I can't say a mutual admiration because I really don't think they know what the hell I'm up to or care, but <laughs> it's more of like a, a thing where I'm aware of them, I get it, and I think it's awesome, but I haven't really had the time to really absorb it, per se. I mean, um, I, I like the mystique behind it. Me being a huge Kiss fan and a, a fan of a lot of horror-oriented metal and rock and roll and punk, um, I really love what they're doing but really haven't delved much in past first the very first album, which was kind of very Blue, Blue Oyster Cult um, meets um, sort of Pink Floyd in a way. And um, I, dug, I dug how how lo-fi and old school the recording was. Right. And so basically when it, when it first popped on my radar, I was like, okay, cool, I downloaded it, you know, checked it out. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, they were ginormous. And I heard all kinds of crazy rumors about from this band is actually in this band. Everything from the singer from uh, Fire Death Punch to Dave Grohl. Oh uh, you know what I mean? So wait, is that an yeah. actual? Is that an actual real rumor you heard? Yeah, shit, dude, yeah. Like, <laughs> Ivan, in, like Ivan Moody from Fire Death Punch. I I no shit heard that. Yeah, you know. So sell me on the ghost. Give me the ghost information. <laughs> Well, I think I it's it's funny because I mean right now we're talking we're hot on the heels of the Pope Star EP being released. Yes. Um so interesting interesting EP to say the least. Um what is it? Five songs on there? One, two, three, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five. Only one of them yeah. is an original. Um it's, 
Oh, I did not. I, okay, I wasn't aware of that. Um, there's a really strong track that starts it off, and it's yeah, it's kind good. of like Square Hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a really good song. Um, and then what, what what I was assuming was the, the whole point of the, the EP was to sort of uh, kind of like give sort of like a, a movie soundtrack vibe because there's kind of like a, it goes in like uh, like ups and downs with like with the moves from beginning to to end, you know, and it kind of ends yeah. with a really somber track. I was kind of confused by. I mean, I know they're you know they're not necessarily a metal band per se, more of, a, of an occult rock band. Would you call them? I don't. I you know, I I argue this. I I argue this with people quite a bit. Um, I, you know, that first album, Opus Eponymous. It's to, yeah. to me that is absolutely truest to the definition heavy metal. That has I, that has more in common with stuff like. Now I I know the Blue Oyster Call obviously comes up all the time because of the very kind of songbird you know sung kind of lyrics and the uh, sometimes delicate guitar work I guess is the best way to put it. But mm-hmm. to me, there's more parallels with a really great band called Witchfinder General. That absolutely great it, band. Oh my god, Witchfinder General is amazing. I have uh-huh. it's funny because I've only kind of discovered them within the last I don't know five years maybe it's just not a band i paid much attention to i was very aware of them i kind of lumped them in with uh, a lot of those like you said like an occult band like lucifer's friend you know what i mean stuff like that another another terrific band that, that people need to freaking know about like lucifer uh, yeah, lucifer's friend um uh sir lord baltimore um i mean uh pentagram you know what i mean oh, yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah 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 a, a, a lot of those there's those hidden, like, hidden gems. Even even bands like Aphrodite's Child, who um, were more of a very progressive kind of Emerson Lake and Palmer type band that had a lot in common with um, with Blue Oyster Cult sure, and a lot of the sure. prog bands at the time. Yeah, and I, I definitely. And what I love about Ghost is they capture that um, that analog warm room live recording sound. Um, that was prevalent in the in the early seventies and, and late sixties. Sure, sure. You know, so and and yeah, the the tone. The, I mean, their their recordings just feel awesome. I mean, they're definitely a headphones band for sure. Oh yeah, good way to put it. Absolute good way to put it. Which is funny is you you mentioned uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. I always yeah. um, what's uh oh Electric Light Orchestra. Um, for some okay. for some reason, every time I listen to Ghost, I think of Evil Woman. Um, by by electric like no, orchestra. That's, that, that's I, not that's not too off the, off the mark, honestly. Yeah, the, well, the, yeah, the, I feel like absolutely. I feel like it makes sense. Which is, I mean, it's funny because we were talking about Lucifer's friend. But anyway, I'll take the I'll take the long way around to make this point. But anyway, which by the way, I held a copy of Lucifer's friend first album on on twelve inch about a month ago. Oh my god. <laughs> like, I literally had it in my hands and I was like, I've only ever heard about this. You know, how ne- much were they wanting for it? Because that first album is amazing. It's I think he was going he was he wasn't gonna take anything less than probably hundred and seventy five, I bet. You know, oh, I was, man. I was more just I mean, I was digging through crates and stuff and he is it's a it was a buy it was a guy that sells on the side. If that if that okay. makes sense, it's not like he owns a store or anything. This is like a dude sure. that has a massive collection and invite only. You can come and look at his stuff. So I got oh, wow. I got the invite and I was like, holy shit! 
you know, and he didn't try to touch you inappropriately. Or <laughs> right? No, like it was. I mean, it was, it was really funny because the the woman. I can't remember her name. I wish I did, but the girl that sang for the band, she still lives here in Indianapolis. So I honestly thought well, okay, about. So they're they're an indie band then, right? Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I was I was actually like, you know what? I should probably just track her down. I go me, you know, we could just go knock on her door, show up on her front yard, and be like, hey. That would be a that'd be a good episode. Like for real, you should you should do an, a, a a future occult rock episode or whatever you want <laughs> right. to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Dude, that would be a get. I mean, it'd go over a lot of people's heads. But on a you know, a, a, a you know a crate digging nerd like myself, I would just I would I would love to hear the stories that she would have. Yeah, it would be amazing. Because I mean, the band wasn't. I mean, it wasn't. I don't want to say it was a flash in the pan, but I mean, they were. Well, you know they, what I mean? They weren't three albums, from what I understand, and um, either their second or the third one. I, I want to say they started off strong. It's kind of like a proto metal band. And then the second one was like, oh, okay, crap. You know, we want to we want to sell some albums and have some radio viability. And then I think the third one they went back to more of kind of like the uh, raw stuff. Right. Um, there's another podcast that I listen to uh, that's very very vinyl centric where they they talked about the they played a track and they did the history of that and they're a really interesting interesting band. So, but yes, yeah, right. back to a uh, you know ghost. Dig. I mean. Yeah. Very smart, for sure. I'm gonna have to dig into it. So anyway, anyway, ghosts. <laughs> I guess we took yeah. the, we took the long way around for that one, but that, this yeah. this EP, what's you know, I think would you say school me on the ghost or sell sell the ghost to me? Is that what you give said? Me the, give me the infomercial. On, <laughs> give on, me the, on the infomercial. Ghost. One of the things that I most enjoy about Ghost, obviously, I mean the the visual aesthetic. You know, that's cool. That's awesome. You know, I listen to a lot of bands that have that kind of thing going on anyway. So it's not sure. like it's it's not necessarily a new conceptually for me. I, get, I don't know what the fuck, what did everyone well, it, call it? It, but... it makes sense given your, your affinity towards stuff like that. Right, yeah. right, yeah, yeah. But what I most love about Ghost is that it's... <sighs> it's hard for the term retro to not come up. When you talk about mm-hmm. when you talk about Ghost, especially the first two albums. Now, when you get to Meliora, starts to become sort of a different story. And even with this new EP, um, uh, Pope Star, it's I think they're on the fast track. Like it's almost like they're on the Queen trajectory. You know I how could, I could see that initially. More... Yeah, initially Queen comes out as I don't want to say an aggressive. You know what I mean? But a a more, you know, uh, a driven, you know what I mean? There's a hard driving mm-hmm. element to the Queen sound early on, stuff like Keep Yourself Alive and, you know, Dragon <laughs> Attack and all that kind of stuff. But Ghosts seem to be on the same kind of trajectory where as they continue to uh, develop, they the sound gets bigger. It's, I think would it's... You called, what it was? Would you call, would you call this Ghosts? Night at the Opera, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's nothing like Bohemian Rhapsody on it, but I mean, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's funny because I just, I always thought, which is funny when you talk about the Queen catalog. I, you know, everybody goes to a night at the opera just because of Bohemian Rhapsody. But yeah, the one thing I always seem to think about a bunch is um, News of the World. That comes up. Okay. And I, I know we will rock you and we are the champions are on that album. It is what it is. But there's some deep cuts on there that are really worth checking out. It's kind of like the same. Oh, my. 
kind of like the same vibe with Led Zeppelin that the mm-hmm. the FM and AM radio hits that Zeppelin has in their catalog. The stuff that's on the rest of those albums is usually 5, 10, 20 times better than any of the radio stuff is. Absolutely, for sure. I'm always, I don't know, I'm always kind of surprised, though, that, I don't know, from a from a classic rock radio sort of vibe, people are attracted to some of the weirdest things, but I think it's only because it's just always been there, you know what I mean? There's no, yeah. I mean, it's and it, it, you're, you're making a, an excellent point because with, with a band like uh, like Ghost, they're not a radio single band, and you and anybody who is a, a metal fan that's more like an album oriented rock person and not more or less like a single um, uh, a, a single centric sort of person where like they want that one hit single that one sing along. Ghost is the kind of band that you you buy them for the album from start to finish. And I personally, I'm I'm new to the band, so I can't really name a song that sticks out as like a hit. You know what I mean? They're an album. They're an album band. And the thing that got to me about this new EP was it to me it sounded sort of like five examples of uh, things that they can do. You know what I mean? Oh, sure, I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of within within. I'm kind of jacked into the Ghost fan community. Um, not nearly as much so as I am like the Kiss <laughs> fan community, but of but I but I pay attention and I chit chat with people like in groups and stuff like that on Facebook and things. And to me, one of the most interesting things was that there was a lot of chatter about is this going to be the direction that they're going in down the road? And you know, I mean, four of the five songs are covers. You know what I mean? So the square square hammer, the, the lead song on the EP is the best sort of thing you can look at to see kind of what they're doing. But to me, square, yeah, square hammer sounds like just a little bit lighter version of some of the stuff on Meliora. So I don't, I don't know. I, I prefer, I prefer ghost when there's a bit more of the sinister element to, to things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and to be honest with you, like the, the cover of Missionary Man by the Eurythmics blindsided me, but it was awesome because as far as the Eurythmics go, that was more of a harder rocking song for them anyway. Sure. You know, I remember when I was a kid when that when that song came out, and I was just like, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I didn't know what it was because I mean, I you know, I checked out Eurythmics, you know, far far into their career. I mean, the um, what was that song they had? Their their very first big single. Uh, what the hell? Why can't I think about off the top of my head? Um, the, the big Eurythmic song everybody everybody knew about, the first one. Sweet Dreams? Anyway, yes, thank you. I, right. dude, the, the, Man- the Manson connection, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I mean... I was, was, was going to say, would I lie to you? <laughs> oh, that was a big one, too. That was awesome. Yeah, and then, hey, you know what? Should we have an Annie Lennox episode down the road? <laughs> be amazing. <laughs> That just be that just be me trying to do any Linux impersonations for an hour. That would be, that's all it would uh, be. If I, if I see you with red, like with your head painted red, and make, making a freaking um, making a muscle wearing a, a black Robin mask, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right? I'm not. I'm not with that. I'm just saying. <laughs> But anyway, I don't, I don't but, have hair to do it anymore. Anyways, it's not no, well, just just paint it on. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. My son, my son wants to draw on my head with a marker, see what I look like with hair, because he's never seen me with hair. So, <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> yeah, it's 
Look, I okay. Here's here's what I'm gonna say. Like I said before, I like Ghost when there's just a tad bit more of a kind of, like I said, sinister. That's the best way I can think to describe it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's all over the first album, Opus Eponymous. But, but it does pop up on Infestum. I can't ever say it right. <laughs> it's like I, a- <laughs> I, yeah, I, I look at that too, and I, I can't. And I, you know, I pride myself as being, you know, a relatively, you know, intelligent person when it comes to reading linguistics and blah blah blah. And I, I I'm, I'm stumped on that one. I don't really get it. Infestumissumum. <laughs> there's yeah, there's there's like a missing syllable in there. Yeah, that is like that that shouldn't be there. That is, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, let's just say I, I let's a, just say the second album that that'll work, right? It's, have not heard a, a lick of that one. Well, I, I bet you have. You've heard you've heard Year Zero, right? I, like I said, I can't name a song. I don't know. See, <laughs> that's a shame. That's an absolute shame because I feel well, like you're, you're selling me on them, though. I mean, like oh right now, I'm. I'm I'm intrigued I'm intrigued as fuck because like you know I mean I'll always I I mean I I can totally I can get into into a band just get all their stuff and just you know binge on it and what's what, what everything that you're presenting to me and then even with like me digging into that EP uh, I listened to that EP like three times on YouTube today and uh, on that first track is is awesome I I love it but I mean what you're saying about the whole sinister element. Um, I completely agree with the stuff that I've heard. And one thing I, that I loved about the first album was it was you know you know the, the satanic and occult overtones. Sure. But it but it wasn't it wasn't forcing itself to be heavy for the sake of the evil. It was like setting an eerie tone. And that's one thing overall across the board that I love about Ghost is they set an eerie tone. Um, it's like they're heavy without being heavy, you know? Yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It's 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 dark, but not with all the kind of cliche metal tropes, you know. That you mm-hmm. get you get kind of sucked in, you know. A lot of like everything's down tuned D, you know. And yeah. There's lots of chugging and and growling vocals and things like that. Now, you know, I I'm always I'm always kind of I'm always kind of torn about discussing identities of people in the band. Um, cause yeah, I haven't a clue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm right. not gonna be one of those guys. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, you can you can figure it out pretty easily. And there's singer. I don't I don't really want to name him by name. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be. The, well, what, what what's what's his stage? I know he's like the 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 satanic pope or whatever. What's his, what's his stage name? Papa Emeritus. Is, Okay, and isn't there a guy named Omega in the band too? There was. Okay. <laughs> I see. Because there's there's lots of stuff to talk about. There's a bunch of stuff. To, there's lots of things going on right now. I so, love it. This is awesome. Perfect. Because I'm, I'm I'm all ears. I mean, there's the loop, and then there's me standing on the edge of it, looking at the loop. <laughs> I'm out of the loop. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're, I want to be. Circle of yeah. trust, right? You're. I want to be. I want to be hula hooping with the loop by the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've had. We found out. Literally, uh, and it's been like literally, like within like what forty eight, seventy two hours that um, Omega has left the band. So okay, um, he's not in the uh, Square Hammer video, um, or at least it doesn't appear that he's in there. Um, and they have what looks like the bass player. We'll call him Water because <laughs> okay. they, they use elemental names sometimes. So 
Uh, Got it. The bass player Water has moved over to playing second guitar. And that's cool. They have they have a new bass player, and it's a lady. Ooh. So the well, new the new bass player beca- is the Water now. So I don't know if you want to call the former bass player, new guitar player, Omega. That doesn't seem right because a lot of the fans are really attached to Omega. He was kind of. Uh, he was kind of like the ghost equivalent of fabulous on stage, I guess, if okay. that's, if that's possible. He's, he did a lot of kind of like prancing and like, he was really, really animated as far as his guitar playing goes and things like that. So you're always like, when you watch them perform, I mean, ab- beyond the obvious, you know, I'm going to stare at the guy with the skull face, <laughs> yeah. but you watch you, your eyes tend to gravitate towards Omega because he was just so entertaining to watch. He's always doing these weird kick things and stomping and stuff like that. It was just But anyway, 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 anyway. They have a new bass player. Okay. And And it's a female, like you said. It is a lady. It is, is a lady. It, I've been peri- it, I've been periodically checking the uh the ghost Instagram and, you know, shit like that and there's uh, pictures coming up and things like that, and there's a lot of speculation as to who it is and things like that. And I have my own theories, but it's uh, yeah, it's 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 Percy from Smashing Pumpkins, <laughs> <laughs> which is the first female basis that popped into my head. Right, I I don't think it is <laughs> for the sake of a horrible horrible joke. It's fine. It was. It's neat to watch. Um, you know, the the best comparison I have is that. You know, KISS fans are just, like, rabid. They devour content, you know, like piranha on meat. And yes. uh, watching pictures being bounced around in this ghost uh, Facebook group that I'm in, has, it's been really entertaining to where people are going, okay, her nails are painted red. She's got a tattoo on her middle finger on her whatever hand. So we're looking for a picture of that tattoo on that hand. So, like, you literally have people. And, I, I mean, I think it's it's cool, you know what I mean, to have people that That's are. awesome. Yeah, to have people that are jacked into your band so much. But at the same time, it also, you know, it's a lot of splitting hairs and stuff like that. But. Well, I mean, that's that's cool because I mean, when, I, when I was growing up, I mean, free internet. Um, we bought, you know, me and my friends bought metal magazines like crazy, and then we would, you know, the TV would, you know, would never really cover anything in depth with any bands. So we would honestly, we would draw conclusions from things that changed in different bands by the photos that we would see in the different magazines and stuff. And the fact that Ghost has um, people that that obsessed with them that they're, you know just, you know, scrutinizing every single inch of what they're doing, um, that's awesome. I mean, that, that shows that aside from the, the costume gimmick, they've got a really good, really a, a vibe that draws people in. And, and, sure, and you sure. know, nowadays, that's, I think that's needed in, um, in quote-unquote popular music. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's, well, I mean, they've they struck a chord, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They struck a chord, and, you know, I'm, I'm critical you know, of bands that do that sort of clear channel thing. You know what sure. I mean? I don't know how yeah. else to describe it. Your 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 drum tones all sound the same. Your song structures are all the same, and they all kind of have a similar hook and stuff like that. I mean, it is what it is, whatever. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, there's yeah, that's always been – that's been the case for years. I mean, it's the formula. You could call it corporate. Like, I mean, they called it corporate rock in the 70s and 80s. Right. You know, where it was right. like, you know, the formula, whether you're – 
uh, funded by a corporation or not, you just you do that because you feel that's what you're supposed to do. Right, so. right, yeah. I always well anyway, anyway, anyway. There's, I mean, there's obviously a palpable element to the ghost sound. They are, they are diet, they are more easily digested than most heavy music in a mm-hmm. in a popular sense. So obviously, there's that kind of broad appeal, but. I'm just so I'm just so fucking amazed that we have a band at that level that's you know like literally worship Satan. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was going to bring that up too. And what 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 blows me away is the fact that they have such a rabid following. And I mean, I could again me that's me standing staring at the loop, not being in the loop. Um, do they do they have um, protesters? At their shows, you know, I've never heard of I've never heard of that happening. See? I'm I'm sure it happens. It has to happen. Yeah, you know. I, guess, I, mean? I mean, I guess that's. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Honestly, I don't think many. It's, I, I think most protesters like that they get kind of laughed off, anyways. I mean, it's not like in the '80s during the Satanic Panic or you know any of like the, the you know the Judas Priest trial and that kind of stuff. We're kind of desensitized to a lot of that. And the mayor, I think, I think a band like Marilyn Manson came out and desensitized everybody to the whole you yeah, know okay could, yeah, could be satanic I, so. yeah i was you know i was kind of thinking about that the other day that you know i mean if we rewind 20 years you know what i mean put ourselves smack dab in the middle of the 90s when i mean nine oh, inch yeah. nine inch nails was the top of the heap and marilyn manson was just really starting to break you know antichrist superstar Antichrist, yeah, yeah for sure mechanical animals came out i think 1997 98 whatever but it was it's interesting to think that you know I Ghost is unique in that obviously they've been ta- they've been able to tap into something that a lot of other bands have tapped into. However, mm-hmm. yeah. however they've done it in a way that that is it's just unlike a lot of those stuff, a lot of that other stuff they are, you know, my wife, my my wife. Uh oh my gosh. My wife. She my wife. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, she loves Ghost. She loves Ghost. Listens to him on a you know on a pretty regular basis. I would say daily, and okay. And we're talking about someone who grew up in you know the rural Atlanta area. You know what I mean? Was exposed to a completely different kind of culture and things like that. And they struck a chord with her. You know what I mean? Now I've been listening mm. to shit like Sam Hain and Danzig and and fucking. Merciful Fate and King Diamond and you know everything's been about the devil since I was 12 years old you know what I mean but yeah yeah that that serves as an example how hooky it it can be like you know what I mean like it really latches onto you and they write a song that more people can tap their feet to it's just so funny the subject matter of it is what you know what I mean you find people oh yeah you know, and I, I think you're onto something with that because with the, okay, I mean, it's just something just, ever since there's been popular music, there's always been this thing where, okay, yeah, it's going to appeal to a larger audience if it's more melodic, right? Right. And I don't know if that is an actual ingrained physical thing that's just like a scientific, you know, thing that, that goes back into, you know, the pyramid times or whatever, but it's one of those things that you're almost... It's you're drawn to the siren song, the melodic, beautiful thing. Yet at the same time, with with Ghost, there's a melodic, beautiful thing that's got that's you know that's like 
this veiling, actually the veil over a very sinister thing. So it's like it's tempting, yet it's comfortable sort of thing. And oh, I, right, I, I, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. That, that, I, that could be the subconscious appeal. Yeah, I think, well, I think there's definitely like a looks can be deceiving sort of thing. There's sure. that kind of, but in this instance, sound can be deceiving, you know, yeah. as, as compared like, to the visual aspect of it. I always think of clowns. Whenever, okay. whenever this this part of the conversation comes up, there's a thing that happens with a lot of people. Um, what's I can't remember what the clown phobia term is, but anyway, there's this thing that happens that a clowns cause a reaction in people, and in my opinion, it's based on the fact that that's a painted on smile. That smile yeah. isn't fucking real, and that's mm-hmm. what makes it so goddamn terrifying because. It is not real. It is a fake smile. So you have something that's smiling at you and and presenting one thing, but clearly there's something fucking else going on. And that's how I kind of that's kind of how I I think about ghosts. Where you've had long history of rock and roll with bands talking about you know the the exploits of the devil or you know what I mean yeah. or devil worship or Lucifer. You know. Being yeah. able being able to find you know points of reference and I being able to identify with Lucifer's plight from a biblical sense the war in heaven things like that yeah but what I think is in, most interesting about Ghost is that they're not necessarily writing songs about <laughs> the devil they're right. they're writing songs for and, no, and that's, that's yeah and that is a completely different ball game which. I want to, we got to take a break, which I want to talk about this when we come back. You yeah, know, I got a few points. Yeah, yeah. Sure. The, the difference between you know, like Satan, you know, worship, devil worship, and uh, maybe Levian Satanism versus like just identifying with Lucifer as maybe as you know as a an identifiable character with human qualities in a biblical sense and things like that, which yes. I think Ghost has absolutely kind of tapped into so we'll talk about it when we come back from the break so more legion this is music the lifeblood's favorite midwestern death metal band this is off of their of one album that came out it's been a while ago this is a song called ruse
Hey, what's up, motherfucker? This is Dustin from Music the Lifeblood. Are you on Instagram? Do you like that shit? Well, guess what? So is Music the Lifeblood. Just search Music the Lifeblood. You can check out pictures of my record collection, and you're going to get random pictures of Haggis the Wonder Mutt, the official Music the Lifeblood dog. All right, Instagram. Fuck yeah. Music the Lifeblood. Woo! All right, so in a biblical sense, was there? Yeah. did you want to make a point? Yeah, okay. See, that was another question that I had. Okay. Um, now, just as you touched on before break, um, there is what they refer to as a theistic Satanist, which is something that actually believes that there is demons and, sure, sure, um, and sure. the devil exists, blah, blah. And then there is the Levian Satanist, which is more of the, the, um, the, the life philosophy of... Um, uh, self-betterment, study over worship, more of a philosophical bent with Satan as just a symbol. Um, so what, what, is, what is ghosts, um, what, what's, what's, what's their mentality when it comes to that? Is it both, or is it either or, or what is it? They use the term Lucifer often. They use the term Satan um, mm-hmm. or Satanus, you know, what, Belial. Yeah. You know what I mean? They use a lot of words kind of interchangeably a lot of the time. Um, you know, Square Hammer, the the newer song, or at least the new song as we're recording this, Are You Ready Right Now Before the Devil? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. A, that's a lyric in that song. Um, you know, I don't know from a religious standpoint, you know, whoever's writing the lyrics in the band, um, I, which, I mean, I have a pretty good guess, but... <laughs> You know, but but let's just assume Papa Emeritus is the one writing the lyrics. He has a big hand in the music too. So yeah. Um, but I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know what he is a believer in. If he's a non-believer, whatever the case is. But I do think that it's one of those instances where he's using a lot of terminology very interchangeably. Um, is it metaphor? Is it metaphorical then? Yeah, I As think in- I think sometimes I think we're at a point from at least from a uh, from a historical standpoint that a lot of people use different terms um, to kind of generically classify things. You know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. like the term pagan. Um, yes. When someone says I'm a pagan, I go, "Well, what what are you doing?" What do you, I mean, what are you doing? Are you a Kabbalist? Are you into demonology? What the fuck are you talking about? Are you Wiccan? What's going on? Um, yeah. pa- pagan is kind of a generic term for pretty much non-standard Judeo-Christian religions, or at least, well, yeah, quote-unquote, you know, earth-based religions, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Exactly. Like na- nature, they, they, they worship nature, for lack of a better way. Sure. Uh, to, to put it, they, they basically worship, worship nature, and that is that is the alpha and the omega of of their beliefs is nature, right? Destroyer and creator, so. right? So with with ghost, I think it's I think it's more, you know, to to be honest, I think it's just more about kind of tapping into what's taboo. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I could see I could see that, and what I've noticed about their, the from a live show that I've seen on YouTube is the um, the Church of Satan, Anton LaVey's Church of Satan. Um, they use ritual as what they call psychodrama. And through the psychodrama, they, it's meant to put yourself in a mindset to achieve what you want to achieve or um, make yourself uh, think differently, think, think in a way that you want to. 
to better yourself, more or less. Sure, and the, sure. re- the reason why they um, use a simulated black mass was because way back, I mean, I don't know, 1700s or whatever, um, when um, people, when the uh, the Christian church and the Anglican church and these other churches or whatever in Europe wanted to um, keep people that were that were that were going away from the church um, in basically under their control, they created these satanic masses, um, which were completely like they were fake and say, hey, if you, if you, if, you know, if you, if you don't go to church, if you're not a Christian or whatever we believe, this is the kind of thing that you would do. And they made it just this thing that was just this horrific thing with a naked girl, blah, 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 whatever. And so what Anton LaVey did was he, he, he mocked that by, okay, yeah, I'm going to have a satanic ritual, it's going to be a psychodrama with this in mind, and we're going to, we're going to do, basically put on a play, you know what I mean, more or less play acting, but there's very strong, um, uh, I guess, words used, different things to, to put you in a certain mindset, so they have different types of ritual. There's, there's absolutely no, um, nobody's harmed, they don't believe in harming children, they don't, they don't believe in, you know, animal sacrifice, nothing like that. It's, it's, it's a psychodrama, it's play acting, right? Sure. So that being the case, the way that I, what, what I see with Ghost is when they do the, when, I want to say I saw, I saw kind of like what King Diamond used to do with like the altar on the drum riser. Sure, sure, sure. And, and that right there shows me that there, there may be some sort of a, um, a, a, a Levian, um, uh psychodrama sway to their, to their show. Whereas, like, hey, you know, we're not serious, we're just on a show, but the, the artists themselves in, in Ghost are actually getting something, um, some sort of, like, you know, uh, emotional stimulation from the music, from, from the ritual, and all of that. Oh, I'm you know, sure. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's, yeah. that's what's great. Like, you feel, even in the, in the YouTube videos, there's an intense amount of, of positive energy coming from the stage and what they're doing, and what you said with, like, with the, the makeup and the masks and whatnot, um, there's... They've they've kind of just taken it all. Like the, the complete package of what they do is, I think, what draws people in. It it, it strikes an emotional chord. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I I don't. There's no better way to describe it than that. That's a good reference point for it. I hadn't mm-hmm. even that. I didn't, I didn't even think of that. That's actually. I mean, that's a really really good reference point for it. I feel oh, you know. I wonder. You you know. I've never had the op. You know. Never seen them live. Whatever. Um, Never had the opportunity to see him, but yeah, the positive energy is is palpable. You know what I mean mm-hmm. when you when you when you see the crowd, they're excited about it, that sort of thing. And it doesn't strike me as it's not it's not the kind of positive energy that comes from being able to relieve anger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you go to a hardcore show and you get into the pit. There's a lot of clenched fists. There's people venting. It's a process of venting. Though I do think that, you know, probably Ghost fans, there probably is that element of it. You know, like, I had a shitty week. I'm going to go to the Ghost yeah. show and have a good time. But to me, it's almost like a um, – it's kind of tapping into that community element. You it's an I mean? exchange. Yeah, it, it's yeah. an energy exchange, not an energy release. Ooh, good, good way to put it. Yeah, you know, like like you said with hardcore bands or any any sort of like. Well, I mean, I love, um, you know, like for example, a, ba- a band like Cannibal Corpse or a band that just they don't move around a lot on stage. But right. Their music, their music is violent and it's a release, and you you can you know you can click into it and you're like, yes, 
I would love to take a hammer and smash a face, but they're singing. <laughs> they're singing about it, and I fucking feel great because I can sing along. And then with with, with, with hardcore, I mean, you're up there up front singing along. You're stage diving. The guy hands you the mic, and you get to scream words that he's singing, and it's a release. A band like uh, like Ghost for lack of a better way to put it, not to sound cliche, it's a religious experience. And I really think that that element of religion, um, in which the, 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 I guess the definition of religion is to realign. And when someone listens to Ghost or to see, or goes and sees Ghost in concert, their, their energy is realigned. What, what, they, what they believe, what they feel, and what they're all about every day, whether they understand a word of what's going on with Ghost, they go there and the exchange of the positive energy, they're, they're, they're realigned in tune with the universe. I mean, I know I'm getting trippy with this, but it, I, I've, I've gone and seen bands that were, that were definitely, when I, when I walk away from them, I feel like my, I got like, I went to like a, a spiritual chiropractor. I got adjusted. I'm like, holy shit, I needed that. And I think that's what Ghost does for people. Right. It's ha- well, yeah, I think, well, no, if you look at the religious component of it, that's such a, um, it's almost genetics, you know what I mean? From, yeah. From a cultural, oh, no, sure. from a cultural standpoint, it's so fucking ingrained into how mm-hmm. we, how we do things. Our laws are based on, you know, stuff from a biblical standpoint. Absolutely. And I, th- I think that when you put people in that situation in front of a figurehead that they can get into. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily have to identify with, you know what I mean? But a figurehead, they can go, yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. It's, it's a, it turns, yeah, yeah, it turns into that. It turns into kind of that church sort of thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? When I think of black churches down South, there's the gospel element to it. You know, people having a really, oh, yeah. have, having a really, really great time. There's a lot of singing. There's a lot of joy mm-hmm. happening. You know, that sort of, like yeah. you said, an exchange of information or an exchange of energy. Yeah. Same sort of thing, you know what I mean? I remember, I remember, I remember when I saw Judas Priest. <laughs> oh, gee, it, it was that way for me because I was literally like, "Oh my God, I am literally standing in front of, I am in front of the pulpit from where the <laughs> the best metal was birthed." You know what I mean? The, met, the metal gold. And I remember, in front of- <laughs> I remember just being overwhelmed. And yeah. you know, I think with the Ghost fan community, it's probably the same thing. A band yeah. like Ghost is has a polarizing element to it, obviously. But oh, for sure. But I think what works in their favor is that yes, it is polarizing. It is definitely not a band for everybody. But when people that weren't into the band finally do come over on mm-hmm. that side, it's like do or die. You know what I mean? They're they're devoted. You know what I mean? They're, oh yeah. They're like I okay. I converted. I love this band. I want. I want to buy all the albums. I want to hear every cover version of whatever till the end of my days, you know, which I don't know. That's neat because it doesn't happen all the time anymore. Well, I think what happens is, okay, there's some bands, there's, there's, they're polarizing and a love-hate kind of thing. Like, you know, um, like you and I share a favorite band, Kiss. I mean, right. like, so growing up, Kiss was very, very polarizing. Um, and you either were part of the Kiss army or you hated them, you know, and you hated anybody that listened to Kiss. But there was, but at the same time, it was almost kind of like there was three poles to to that magnet because there was the indifferent fan that loved music that didn't that didn't hate Kiss. They they 
loved that type of music. So and I think what happens with, with Ghost is the same sort of thing. Like, you get the guy that's like, you know, yeah, dude, I, you know, I listen to, you know, just satanic black metal, but, you know, I hate Pink Floyd, I hate anything melodic, but I respect ghosts and i like what they're doing (laughs) you know what i'm saying and i think that they're one of those rare bands that's got three poles to the polarizing element you know what i mean and like with me you know i mean i'm a a huge a huge fan of just full-on evil satanic violent aggressive world hating world eating fucking just fuck everything nihilistic uh black metal and death metal but yet at the same time you know, I love a really, I, I love, I love all, all Night by Kiss, a song about fucking at the end, end of the work week. You know what I mean? Right. And I think everybody, if you're honest Everywhere with yourself. Everywhere around oh. the world, everybody's doing time. <laughs> Freedom comes at 515. Reason starts a quarter to nine. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Kiss karaoke is uh, happening. I fucking love but that no, song. It's amazing. Oh, it fucking it rules, dude. I mean, it's tough. Anyway, I digress once again. Right. Um, but no, I mean, I think Ghost has that because they've got the imagery. And then what's, what, what I think is great, too, is um, it, it fools people the way that certain bands in the 80s did, like this quote-unquote hair metal band that they would wear, like a band like Pretty Boy Floyd. They wore tough. <laughs> they wore black leather. They had black hair, right. and they and they sung some of the most syrupy, sugary pop music ever. And they looked like Guns N' Roses and fucking L.A. Guns created by Glenn Danzig. Sure. You know what I mean? But they fucking. <laughs> so I think what what what's, what's great about Ghost is you know like, when I first heard him, I was like, oh shit. The album cover was great. You know, there's a freaking, I think there was like a, uh, an, a, you know, a, a brimstone symbol on the cover. There was, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, upside down cross. And, uh, and it was, it was sick. And it was great artwork. And I was like, all right. And I'm like, okay, when's it going to kick in? When's it going to kick in? It never kicks in. Okay. But it does, this. but it does though. It does. It, it just does, doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't kick in in the overtly kind of aggressive sort of man. You have to, here's what, Okay. I, was, I literally got into an argument with someone about this okay. the other day that they were like, ghost is not heavy. I'm like, the fuck if they aren't, you're oh, dumb. Yeah. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Just because it's not blast beats and double bass drumming and down tune chugging guitars doesn't mean it's not heavy. They played you know I mean? standard, correct? They played stand, standard 440A standard tuning, right? Or are they, are they like know. half step down or that'd be kind of interesting because, uh, I mean, a lot of those bands back in the day, I mean, I, I obviously with Black Sabbath, they down-tuned because Tony Iommi cut his fingertips off, and right. it was easier to bend the strings, hence, you know, the birth of, of, of metal. So um, I was kind of curious, because I've seen the footage, they're playing, they're playing chords, so they're not, they're not playing like, you know, they're not sure. borrowing, uh, borrowing it in a, a, you know, they're not, they're not down, or they're, or they're not drop-tuned or whatever. And you're, you're right, the heaviness comes from the melodies i believe well, you know I what think, i'm saying well i think i mean yeah i mean well you will start splitting hairs as far as like song construction and composition and okay. things like that but i think honestly with ghost it comes from mood it's yes. not and mood is created by the output in toto you know what i mean yeah um when you look at the album cover, when you listen to the lyrics, when you, you know what I mean, listen to the harmonies, the vocal harmonies, the the church organ that could be happening, you know, all yeah. kinds of stuff, which ghosts have, 
Ghosts have mastered the art of creating a mood, and mm-hmm. they do they do it with, um, you know I, you know you know how all '80s slashers movies tended to have kind of the same predictable horror tropes, the final girl element, you know all that yeah. kind of stuff. Ghosts have that. They they do have those kind of predictable things. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, scary lyrics, you know, spooky front man, you know, creepy organs and stuff like that. They have all that stuff, but they've been able to package it in a way that stands out from, I guess, what's happening happening in heavy music in a contemporary sense. You know what I mean? Oh, now, just, just like that, yeah. Yeah, that's not to say that, like, you know, you could have a four-piece band, you know, like Oasis, Oasis was a really, really good example of this. That mm-hmm. Oasis did not do anything fucking new. Anything fucking new. Nothing. Nothing. They took every fucking page out, out of the Beatles playbook. And they just redid it. That's all they did. Yeah. And people went fucking bonkers about Oasis. Yeah. And the reason was, was because everyone was so far removed from... Uh, or that generation of people that really latched onto Oasis was so far removed from the impact of what they were sort of duplicating. Now, I'm not saying Ghost is duplicating Witchfinder General and Blue Oyster Cult and fucking whatever, early Judas Priest and stuff like that, carbon copy, but there's enough distance between now and then that it feels fresh again. It relies. Yeah, it relies. It relies on the success of it. Relies on the fact that people have been used to hearing the same fucking thing for two decades. You know what I mean? There's no reference. There's no reference point for anybody who's just gotten into like yeah, there's underground no, music. Yeah, there's you know? no, there's no immediate reference point for them. You know, I know that. I mean, there's a lot of young people that you know know who fucking Witchfinder General is, but it's all kind of like niche. You know you know cult band listening to you know scenester guys you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. that kind of stuff so you know who's to say that you know if if you were to meet a random ghost fan on the street and say fucking listen to this witchfinder general album they might hate it because they might oh, yeah. they might feel like well they're i ghosts do it better you know what i mean that could that could be oh, the yeah. reaction or i mean they could appreciate it i don't know but i think it's neat from Especially from a historical standpoint, the effect, you know, the chain reaction of of when people start to forget or something no, fall or I something falls on the agree. on the on the by the wayside. You see that with stuff like Steel Panther, you know what I mean? Steel Panther's mm-hmm. successful because they distilled the 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 you know, the kind of like very simple adjective version of hair metal. And they do mm-hmm. they do that, and that's that's why they're successful. So, I mean, I'm not saying ghosts are freaking talentless hacks or anything like that, but I mean, obviously, that's that's a little bit of a factor to it. No, I I, I highly highly agree because I've seen that happen with a lot of musical trends over the years, um, like with the uh, um, in the early 2000s with like Stokes and the Hives and all like these rock and roll. Bands, uh, for lack of a better word, they brought back the um, an element in rock music that had been gone for a while. Because we went, you know, the, the new metal thing was going on for the longest time, and then a bunch of you know people that are playing, you know, just clean 
you know, clean, uh, clean non-distorted guitars and rocking out and doing whatever. And a kid hears a Strokes album and someone's like, oh, you would love television. You would love pavement. You would love Sonic Youth. No, fuck that shit. You know, Strokes are the fuck are the shit, you know? And they want to, and they don't want to find other bands that are like, it's like any other genre. People say, okay, you know, like, uh, uh, Pennywise sounds like, you know, bad religion sounds like Pennywise, blah, blah, blah. A lot of hardcore bands sound the same. A lot of black metal bands sound the same. But I think what it comes down to for a lot of the fans is what was the one, the band that got you into that sound, you know, and they, and, and they latch on to that and no one will be as good as that band that they first found that's in that genre, you know? And I'm absolutely right with that because the thing of it is with a band like Ghost, um, to touch down on the whole kind of old school, um, sound that, that they have, um, for easily the past 15 years, most modern music has been very digital, and a lot of the um, the, uh, the darker uh, stuff been heavy drop tuning. And you're right; it, it uh, you think something old as a new thing, and I and I think that that's the the, the trendy people, the people that, that want to call it retro, or the people that that they, they like it because it sounds old. Or whatever they like it for for superficial reasons, other than the fact that they just they just click into it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's that's def- that's definitely valid, man. I mean, like it's the kind of that's what you originally said about the whole heaviness. It's the vibe, and you being a uh, movie soundtrack fan um, with uh, stuff like John Carpenter um, and uh, oh, even sure, with like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, shit, even like really, really the, good example with John Carpenter stuff, dude, and like. Like I, I messaged you a while ago about um, the Michael, I think it's uh, Mike Oldfield's Tubular Bells album, which has <laughs> sure, the Exorcist, yeah, yeah. Exorcist song. And dude, and like I'm not into 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 prog, in a mood synthesizer stuff from the '70s at all. But the thing about it is, man, that that side one is one continuous song where a middle section of it is the Exorcist theme, and what leads up to it. And where, I mean, it's just, it's kind of like, it's not so much what's there, it's what's, it's what's not there that draws you in. Sure. You know what I mean? There's a, there, well, there's a, there's a cinematic comparison here that, that serves, that serves this example pretty well. Mm Mm-hmm. The Blair Witch Project. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? That, yeah. when, When we think about, when we think about just taking things to the bare bones in an artistic sense, Blair Witch Project is a perfect example of that. It's you know? creepier that way, just like old old school special effects. Like yeah. I prefer yeah. late seventies, early eighties horror to um, the current stuff that's you know high tech. You know, like Sam Rami, everything he does, um, all all the Evil Dead and Army of Darkness stuff. That's my favorite because he still relies on those old effects that were so so effective. Um, you know, thirty plus years ago, just like Ghost, they're 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 evoking a certain mood and scaring you with effects from 30, 40 years ago. Sure. I think because it leaves stuff to the imagination. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it does. Absolutely. That's a, that's a huge, that's a huge element. And I could, you could probably say that's a, that's a component to ghost. You know what I mean? No. The, yeah. the, uh, the anonymity of, you know, well, at least the anonymity, the anonymity, fuck. The anonymity from a there you go. from from a popular standpoint, most people don't know who the people in the band are. Um, no, yeah, you're you're right about that. And like I said, the, the speculation that was going on early on about who was behind the mask right. and, and and whatnot, you know. So yeah. I mean, which 
which back to our, you know, the, our favorite band again, the stuff that was going on in the 70s with Kiss. Right. Now, who is this guy? Who is that guy? Right. And I remember seeing an interview with Paul Stanley in 1981 saying that um, when, they, when they brought in Eric Carr, when they, you know, that they, they didn't want anybody that anybody already knew. And what they might be doing with this new female bassist, people are speculating who it is, but when they find out, it's like, oh, who is that? I don't know who that is. Yeah, it could, you be, know I mean? yeah, it could be an unknown. I mean, I have a couple ideas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, sort of. Um, Are you under legal duress to not say so? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just you know. Here, okay, here's here's one thing because I was thinking about that. I had a had a, a a person ask me the other day, "Do you know who the guys in the band are?" And I was like, "Yeah, you can figure it out pretty easily." And I named all of them off, and he was like, "You mean it's not Dave Grohl?" And I was like. No, yeah. Dave Grohl is not in the band. He's done some stuff with him, but he's not in the band. He's not drumming for him. No, <laughs> no. See, he might. People... He did, I mean, he worked with him, but he's not. He doesn't uh... play in the band. And what I thought was funny because Ghosts have had some lineup changes. Um, mm-hmm. They've had some people come and go. Um, you know, their former drummer, which I feel like once they leave the band. And if it's pretty common knowledge, you can talk about him. Their former drummer is is a guy named Axel, um, and he's in another band, a really, really fucking cool band called The Great Discord. Um, they're fronted by um, this lady named, I think it's Fia, um, Fia Kemp or Fia Kempy. I'm not sure how you say it. I'm assuming they're a it, Swedish band, right? Yeah, they're, Sweden? they're Swedes. And, and God, Axel's such a fucking good drummer. It is un real unreal which i kind of think i was i was listening to this the to the popesar ep and i i'm kind of wondering if axel is playing on the song square hammer because it sounds a lot like his snare tone um mm. and uh but anyway anyway just i don't know food for thought whatever but the drummer they have currently he's he's a real small guy and the fan community has a really cute name for him it always makes me laugh whenever i hear it but um He's a tiny guy, which was funny when I saw the pictures of uh, the new bass player, whoever this whoever this lady is, because I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, their drummer is little. He's a tiny guy, and she's smaller than he is. And I was like, oh, my God, like that woman is tiny. She is absolutely well, tiny. I just I, I, don't, I don't know why not. I mean, not for anything. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. You know what I mean? Because you're going to have – you're going to have all these people on stage in masks and there's going to be a, a vast difference between sizes of, of the people in the band. So, and I think that even makes it cooler, you know? Well, yeah, absolutely. So the, the drummer, they've got a new guy that's tiny, a little guy. Yeah, drum. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Joey Jordison. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I hate to say well, those, it. I hate to say it, but the the current drummer is not pudgy enough to. Oh, okay. Well, it to be okay. Joey is, it, is it is it Coke Coke Joy Jordison or <laughs> or whiskey Joy? Because like he's actually an old friend of mine from back in the day, back in back in Iowa. Right, right. And I've I've known him in his Coke days and his alcohol days, <laughs> and so he does fluctuate. That's a very good very good point. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, there's done everybody from Corn to Ministry to this new band with guys from Mayhem. It would not shock me at all if he if he was involved in Ghosts. <laughs> he is, he's not. I, I promise. He's not. Okay. 
You know, there there are related bands, you know what I mean? But anyway, what I was yeah. saying was I don't want to give away identities because I remember I missed out on the mystique of Kiss. You know what I sure. mean? And I missed yeah. out on it because I knew them without makeup since I was a child. And I don't want to be the asshat that ruins that for somebody else. So No. So that's why, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name names on on my show. I'm just not gonna do it. So if, if you want to find out, do some digging, and you know what I mean. You can you can figure it out. You but, don't you don't want to, you don't want to spoil the mystery of Santa Claus. I mean, underneath underneath this outfit, I've got I've got pillows. I take the pillows and the beard off, and hey, hey surprise, it's not real. Santa Claus is real. <laughs> no, what we want to do is we want to keep that mystique for, for, for the fans. We don't we don't want to remove the makeup. You know, you know, it's just it's, it's all it's all bullshit. You know, it's uh, we're sorry. It's the worst Gene Simmons impersonation ever. <laughs> yes, I pride myself. I pride myself on having the worst Gene Simmons. Yeah. Hello. Thank this, you. Hello, this is Gene Simmons of the rock group Kiss. Oh, dude. <laughs> we can't. We can't. We'll veer off. It'll go too far. It'll. It'll get out of control. You, yeah. But yeah. anyway, so it feels like we're wrapping it up about this new EP, Pope Star. Are you going to, if, if you were, okay, if you were talking to just someone that didn't know a damn thing about the band, would you say, go check this out? To be honest, I would say no. And the reason why is, from, from, from my standpoint, um, I, I love the first album. And I like the three or four songs I've heard off the most recent full length. And what I would actually do is, I'm not an advocate for it, but I would say go out and buy each full length and digest them from start to finish and download or buy one buy square hammer off of iTunes and put it in your um, ghost playlist on, on whatever you play your music on. Because to me, this EP is not a, a good representation to uh, someone just getting into ghosts because sure. it's going to throw them off. You know what I'm saying? I would agree um, with that. I would agree with you that. You know, I think and, and, in some sense, I think it's definitely for the fans. It's a you single I mean? to me. It's it's, it's a it's a ma- I would see it as a maxi single for the song Square Hammer. It's like you know, I mean, because so many bands have done singles over the years. They're like the EPs. Okay, we got one song off the album. We got a B side, and then here's some covers. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what Dude, I see, that's what I see this as. The the covers on here are, I mean, they're pretty fucking rad. There's uh, Echo and the Bunnymen. Um, the the song I believe. Which, mm-hmm. that's a good song. It's by um, oh god, it's like a they're like a kind of like a fucking Daft Punk sort of um, Simeon Mobile Simeon Mobile Disco. That's what okay. they're called. Which I don't even know where they're from. I don't even know. And then obviously the Eurythmics, the the fucking you know Missionary Man. But the Bible song is uh, is a, is a cover by a Swede band called I think you pronounce it Imperiate. I n i m p e r i e t I think, imperiate. That sounds right, um, but kind of neat because, you know, the weird thing about Ghost is that they're from they're all from that town, uh, Lincoping. Um, okay, and like, you know, you know how in the ninety ever nineties everybody's a fucking Seattle's where it's at. We gotta go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've, I'm starting to feel like Lincoping is kind of turning into like that for Europe. They're all, you know, well, unless you're going to well, be in like Norway or something. But Gothenburg was the big spot for like in in the nineties for everybody from uh, uh, shit from uh, from at the gates to the helicopters 
You know what I mean? Like it was, it was Gothenburg was a hot spot for, um, you know, for Swedish black metal and punk rock and roll. You know what I'm saying? Right. So do you think this place right now is kind of like the epicenter for that region of Europe for well, um, I, for new bands? You know, I think here's the thing: as far as the the community of musicians that Ghost is pulling from, there's a mm-hmm. those guys are in multiple bands. And they've they've had a history of a lot of output, you know, with, you know, yeah. it's a very incestuous group of musicians. That's the best way I can think so, to like you'll probably throw a rock and hit somebody who's been in a band with somebody from Ghost. Yeah, if you go to that yeah, town. yeah. Okay. And there's, I mean, whether, I mean, you're talking about the Great Discord, obviously, um, you know, okay, okay, I'm not going to name names, but okay. but I will name bands. How about that? Sure, sure. Okay, okay. All right. So I just don't want to be that. I don't want to be the dickhead in this scenario. If someone doesn't you don't want to be know, the Grinch I, I that wanna, stole ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, there's a band called Repugnant. Um, it's okay. an old um, kind of little bit DB, a little bit just a smidge of death metal, but more scre- great band. But more screamy vocals. Yeah, obviously. So you're familiar oh, with Repugnant, band. then? Yeah. Um, another band called Subvision. Um, uh-huh. that's really fucking good. Um, another band called Tid, which is Swede for time, uh, is really, I think, yeah, I think it's, I think it's TID. They're on Facebook and like, I mean, I was looking at their Facebook the other day because they got, they're putting out a bunch of new stuff right now. Um, mm-hmm. they got a lot going on. Um, hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Gotcha. You gotcha. Know, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but, uh, the stuff that Tid does, like, oh my god, it it almost has a space rock sort of psychedelic vibe to it sometimes. Um, but at the same time, it's like almost like art rock. You know what I mean? Like mm. I could see him playing on a bill with like Peter Gabriel era Genesis, and it would okay. and it would work really fucking well. And then proggy art rock. Yeah, stuff. yeah, okay. yeah. And then another band called um, uh, Magna Carta Cartel. Um, sort of has that sort of kind of psychedelic, spacey vibe to it. Um, which all those bands are neat. But I mean, if I was going to recommend anything, like go check it out right now, I would say Tid because I hope that's how you say it. I don't. I feel like a twat if I'm pronouncing. So it wrong, are they but. kind of like an animal as animals as leaders between the varied and me kind of thing? No, not nearly as complex. Okay. Um, or at least not nearly as complex in musical performance. Composition wise, yeah, there's a lot of moving parts, but okay. not, but not. Uh, you know how when you watch, <clears throat> when you listen to Between the Buried and Me, you say to yourself, "They just put that there because they wanted to show off." Absolutely. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't. You don't. Yeah. Ha- you don't ever get that vibe from Tit. Like, okay. You know, so it's I, more, or at least it's more fluid and organic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, kind of. I mean, obviously, I mean, it's guitar rock. You know what I mean? But there's so much more like accoutrement, window dressing to it that makes it, um, that just makes it neat. I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. Like, it makes me want to listen to Genesis whenever I listen to them. So, I mean, is it the kind of thing where like, not the people that are really into this band, they are definitely going to dig deep and go find all these other bands and kind of like, it, it, it's, it, it's, the, it's the guitar hero of a cult rock. Where <laughs> right, it's like, right, right, you know, yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah, you get into all these all this great music because of this one band. Yeah, I've, um, and yeah, that's that's a really good way to put it. Kind of like, 
I always think of the Sex Pistols. You know what I mean? Okay. As yeah. as far as punk rock is concerned, you know, Sex Pistols are a great kind of like pimply faced doorman that lets you into the real party. You know, sure. when it comes to punk rock, I think and. I think Ghost is going to be like a gateway band for a lot of really fucking cool indie stuff. As long as as long as their cover of Missionary Man by the Rhythmics does not become the equivalent of the uh, uh, the song Shout by Tears Fear when Disturbed covered it. <laughs> you, you catch my drift on that? Like you know, I don't, yeah. I don't I don't want them to be known yeah. as oh that band that does that that arrhythmic song, you know? Because I mean, cover of it is awesome. I mean, it's yeah. it's really fucking good. Yeah. And like it, you know, it's and I don't I don't want them I don't want them to be known from this point on as that. That's why I kind of don't want this EP to become big. I want the next new uh, album to come out and eclipse this EP. Yeah, you know, I kind of it makes me think about the the lifespan of them. You know how long? Yeah, how long? They, mm. How long they can go? You know what I mean? Is it is it a yeah. pro, is it a project or is it just a long term thing? So, you know, well, I mean, you've, you 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 honestly, I mean, not to you know, not for the sake of the episode, um, but you 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 sold me on going back and revisiting everything. You know, because there are a lot of elements that I look for in like you know, I mean, like with with my uh, with my my other band, Solar Sailor, we're a very theatrical band costumes the whole nine scenes to everything you know and uh um bands like you know like like kiss and you know guar and so on and so forth i mean the elements that are at play that draw people in that i love about music sam hayne misfits danzig all that it's all there and there's it's really odd that i'm not a big fan of ghost <laughs> yeah I so. I, it doesn't make sense to me that's for damn sure well, God damn it! Let me let me let me let me get into some ghosts then. Get your fucking shit together, man. I know, right? All right, whatever. We're gonna wrap this up. So, ghost all day or day. Go buy the Pope Star EP. Listen to it and do whatever you do. Make sandwiches and lift weights or have sex with your girlfriend. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what you do. Whatever. I but like it, it. Anyway, satanic <laughs> rituals, whatnot. You know. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, just don't don't harm any 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 animals or any human. Just you know, <laughs> spill spill some some freaking fake blood and listen to ghosts. What? Okay. All right, we're gonna, we're gonna what, end what it. What the hell do we're, they do? We're gonna we're gonna end it on that note. I remind everybody, uh, music the lifeblood is on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter. Though I hate Twitter to death. You can also check out music the lifeblood on YouTube. Find our channel for Vinyl Thursday videos and whatever else is going on, whatever Big Jake and I are posting at any given time. So look us up. We love hearing from you guys. Also, remind you, go to the Patreon if you like the show, if you love it, if you listen to it all the time. If it's a way of life, you can help crowdfund us. Patreon.com backslash Music the Lifeblood. So that's it. Another episode of Music the Lifeblood. Wrapping Music the Lifeblood. Something old. What are you listening to? Take a look to the endless sky and let your fears all slip away. What good are they anyway?